You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, we are going to talk to you about the latest transfers, two important names that decided they want to leave Notre Dame. We're going to talk about another Notre Dame player declaring for the NFL draft. And then lastly, we're going to provide you with an update on how the women's basketball team has been doing and what to expect from them going forward. Before we get to that, folks, I am Joe DeLeon, former college long snapper from the University of Rhode Island, joined by Ryan Roberts, who's the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So right now, Ryan, we've got two guys that are honestly disappointing to see that they're leaving. We've got Ovi Ogofu, I'm definitely mispronouncing that one, former three-star defensive end slash outside linebacker, pass rusher, edge defender, which Ryan hates, and then Jack Lamb, um, uh, he's going to be a uh, grad transferring linebacker, former four-star recruit. So you're losing two talented players, guys that didn't play a whole lot, but I think this upcoming season with guys leaving, guys being gone, they would have stepped in and played a ton in this upcoming season because they are talented. They were some of the next men up in this rotation, and seemingly the Clark Lee decision to leave is killing them right now with, with depth guys deciding to transfer. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would like to take this one one by one real quick because I think that both players have a, a little bit of a different impact when you really dig down and look at it. Jack Lamb, for me, was a guy, he came in the same class as Bo Bauer and those guys, and I was really excited about Jack Lamb because he was a, a Cali kid who was six foot four, long, athletic, rangy, seemed like he was going to be that that really great coverage linebacker, inside linebacker. And he actually did see a lot of reps in pass coverage a couple years ago. Dealt with some injuries this, this year. I, I'm a, I am a little discouraged to see him go, one, because I think that he still has some untapped potential. He's dealt with some injuries that have kind of put him behind the eight ball a little bit. But he's just a guy that has kind of gotten passed up. You know, Drew White has been relatively consistent. And Bo Bauer has gotten a lot of consistent playing time. And now we ha- we saw a guy like Maris Loifau, who's a grade below Jack Lamb, start to get a ton of playing time. So it, I, I think that it was going to be hard for him to really break into the defensive rotation. So it makes a lot of sense. The other impact to this to this uh, to this depth piece is Jack Lamb has been one of the better special teams players on Notre Dame over the last couple of years when he's been healthy. So doesn't just affect just the defense; it affects the special teams as well. Um, and he's a long athletic linebacker that's good to have in certain situations. So really stinks to see a guy like him go. Ovia Gofu, on the other hand, he's a guy that's kind of waited his turn, came in as a you know relatively relatively high outside linebacker recruit and is developed into a defensive end. And it was a similar vein that we saw this year with like Dalen Hayes and Adi Ogundiji, kind of guys that had been buried behind guys like Julian Aquar and Khalid Kareem. And it was kind of the similar story with an Ovia Gofu. And it seemed like that, you know, he would be one of the front runners at the drop end position potentially to replace what we're losing now in Dalen Hayes. But for whatever reason now, 
obviously choosing to transfer. And I, I am now questioning a little bit of what that defensive end position is going to be because we do have some talent, absolutely. But I was expecting him to not only contribute to potentially be a starter, so now you have another big question mark on that defense uh, uh, on top of a few that you already have to answer. So I think Ovi really hurts his team up top while a Jack Lamb transferring hurts the team kind of more of a hidden way. Special teams in depth is kind of his big impact. And honestly, right now for me, Ryan, what, what I take away from this, and you talked about their impact on the team and where they stood in a very good light, but the direction that I'm taking this thing is it's really starting to be painful to see the impact that Clark Lee leaving is is already having. And Clark Lee's decision to announce that he's heading to Vanderbilt already messed up this Notre Dame defense at one point, and now it is proceeding to mess it up even further. This decision for him to leave, and I, I know that he has aspirations to become a head coach. That's understandable. I'm not knocking him for that, but the, the action itself, it happening, has seriously impacted this Notre Dame team right now. And honestly, I'm going to be not upset, but a very disappointed if not only if we see maybe a couple other guys leave and maybe they're more important names. There's plenty of time for that to happen. I would be even more irked if we saw any of those players head to Vanderbilt. That would be even worse to see something like that. But it's it's very clear, though, right now, a lot of guys were tied to Clark Lee, and they need to move quickly to sign a new defensive coordinator because you have to stop the bleeding. You have to do something and go and get your own transfers if you're going to be losing all of these players. There are I think 1,200 guys in the transfer portal right now. You can definitely yeah. go grab some talented players. So go make a move. They need to go bring in their own group of guys if we're losing so many veteran guys, so many older guys. Freshmen are not going to be able to step up right away. Take advantage of the transfer portal and knock out that defensive coordinator position because, again, the bleeding is going to continue uh, to, to impact this defense and its depth and even some of its potential starters. Yeah, and I was going to ask you if you thought that this meant that we were going to be even more involved in the transfer portal because we already have a grad transfer quarterback. Is that what Notre Dame wants to do, or was it, hey, we, we took a bigger recruiting class, we're going to figure it out that way? This is almost like an NFL basis, right? Like, Is this free agency versus draft value? It's, it feels like the same way. Are we going to develop our guys, or are we going to bring in some guys for a one-year fix? We've already seen Jack Cohn now come aboard, so I guess it's – Reasonable to think that Notre Dame might find some answers through the transfer portal, which is odd. It's weird. I never thought that in the state of college football, we would come to a point where we basically have free agency, but that is really what it has become now. Right, right. And and currently dealing with these eligibility rules, the extra year of eligibility granted to these seniors, it is going to continue to be not messy, but there are going to be a lot of moving pieces. A lot of kids are still probably going to declare at some point. There's going to be a lot of guys getting new homes. That extra year of eligibility is not only impacting high school recruiting, but it is ultimately going to impact what we see now just in general from moving guys around. There's going to be a ton of dudes that maybe could have declared or would have typically been heading to the NFL because they were seniors that have these opportunities to faux grad transfer because they were just handed an extra year of eligibility it's gonna I don't think we'll see the impact of this until a few years from now but we're already starting to see what seems to be the early phases of it and I, I know a lot of people point to 
COVID and the impact that it has. You mentioned 1,200 guys in the transfer portal, which I think is still the number. But we even saw Notre Dame start going, you know, towards this a little bit last year. We talked, we've been talking all year about Ben Skoranek. But also, hey, they brought in Isaiah Pryor from Ohio State. Trevor Spates was on the roster. I don't even know if he ended up ever staying on the roster because he was injured. Running back from Stanford that transfer over. So just seems like that might just be where where, where um, college football is moving. So I guess if Notre Dame is going to stick with the times here, they have to be active. Because, I mean, you know, everyone talks about like the recruiting cycles for Notre Dame and how we're going to compete with the big guys. Well, it, it's not a perfect answer, I don't think, but you know, winning some recruiting battles in the portal might be an extra layer to being successful recruiters in general. And heck, heck that's honestly a, a big, easy selling point for Notre Dame is go grab some guys that did really well academically that just want to, to get a really good degree. Maybe they chose to go to a less prestigious school. I mean, there's a number of SEC schools like Alabama is not even on the close level academics as Notre Dame. And hypothetically, that's just an example. If, if you have a guy that had really good grades, wants to get an extra education, get a master's degree, you can sell that. And I think that Notre Dame could do that very successfully. It's just a matter of execution and if they decide to do so. Coming up, we're going to talk about Nick McLeod announcing his declaration for the NFL draft. Before we get to that, folks, let's talk about Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? The NFL playoffs are right around the corner. They're starting up this weekend. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus. There are so many big games this weekend, and I say this every single show. Don't be like me. Don't be the guy who knows everything about sports that gives your buddies betting advice who don't know what they're doing. Go put your own money down. Go make yourself money. It's nice to help your friends, but go help yourself too. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. For Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. is mercifully over it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they're picking college basketball football and nba locks all winter long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcast so ryan we've got another player announcing their declaration and, th- and this is somebody who I didn't. No, I'm not surprised by, but it's just somebody I didn't even consider to be a part of this Notre Dame draft class. Based on the COVID rules, I would think someone like this might would benefit from just sticking around for next year. But at the same time, it doesn't really impact anything. That is Nick McLeod, the grad transfer cornerback from NC State. He said in a public statement, "I will be forever grateful to Coach Kelly and the University of Notre Dame program." for giving me the chance to play my final year of college football and helping me to prepare for the National Football League. This year at Notre Dame has proven to be historic, and I am humbled to have been a part of such a special season. Entering the NFL draft has been a dream of mine since I was a kid, and I will take the lessons I've learned and the friendships I've made with me as I enter the next stage of my career. Again, thank you to the Brotherhood and all of our fans. I am beyond 
uh, blessed beyond measure. Uh, Ryan, let's just keep this this uh, very direct. Uh, I don't think he's getting drafted. <laughs> I, um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to get drafted either, um, to be very honest. We talked about this a little bit before the show started. We now are in a period, especially this year, where with the extra year of eligibility granted to everyone in college football – that even graduate seniors have to technically declare whether they are intending to be a part of the 2021 NFL draft. So Nick McLeod enters officially, and let's start with the positives. He made the most out of his opportunity with Notre Dame for one year. Transfer from NC State, was a full-time starter, was Notre Dame's best corner throughout the entire season. He is a big physical cornerback who... Looks like a press man corner. I think a lot of cover three teams are really going to like him because he has that length and he's a pretty smart zone defender. He's shown some ability to, to match up man to man. Not as good near the line of scrimmage that I would hope for a guy of his physical stature. You know, he, he again, he looks like that profile of your typical press man guy. But he really did have a solid season for Notre Dame in his only in his only um, only year. Now, he didn't end on the best note because he was not great in the uh, playoff game against against um, Alabama, but, you know, still had a really relatively successful season, did some good things for Notre Dame at a position that they definitely needed a little bump up. So good for Nick McLeod to make the most out of his opportunity. Now for his draft stock, like you said, he's a longer corner. I don't think he's very athletic. And then he's going to come into the situation where people are going to be like, well, can he fit inside the safety? Stylistically, maybe. But then, like, he misses some tackles. He's not the most physically, you know, he's not the most physically gifted player or the most physical player in general. It's talking about, you know, just straight physicality as a tackler and, and coming down in the box and doing things, you know, mixing it up a little bit. So I think he's just going to be kind of a clunky player that's not going to fit any one mold very well. He's going to have to really take a big opportunity on special teams and do the most of it. But I, I doubt he gets drafted. I think he's a UDFA, probably a, pr- a priority free agent. But he's a, I don't think he's a guy that has the physical tools that teams are really going to clamor for. Yeah, yeah, for me with, with McLeod, I see a little bit more of someone who is going to be uh, a locker room guy. He seems like a I mean, very high-character player. Most Notre Dame guys are considered to be high-character players because you usually know what you're getting with a Brian Kelly player and also a school that is of high academic prowess. But, you know, you talked about some of the traits there. Tall guy, maybe it benefits him to move to safety because, I mean, if we're just being honest, he's not really the best athlete. He's not the most fluid mover. Um, no. He also was not very consistent throughout the season. He's not a guy that I would be sold on being a starting outside corner. His best bet, and I think his biggest contribution for me, Ryan, is probably going to be a special teams guy. At the very least, he'll be a camp body. He'll probably get a chance in camp somewhere. Maybe he doesn't stick around. Maybe he ends up on a, a practice squad. But I, I would just be I would be very shocked if he ends up getting drafted, especially because this year's draft class has a lot of really talented corners, especially at the top. And when you see that, sometimes guys that could have been first-rounders, teams are like, oh, we'll just wait a little bit. We'll see if we can get them a little bit later on. And some of those really talented guys end up sliding just a tiny bit. That's not going to benefit a guy like Nick McLeod. And it used to be there used to be a world where like you would play a lot more field and boundary corner, and you could throw a less athletic guy into the boundary, and he could survive because he's super physical, and he could just do some of the dirty work at the line of scrimmage. It's not the same NFL anymore. 
Because if we're throwing him into the boundary, we are see- now seeing athletes like Julio Jones, for instance, like those types of guys. Like those guys are legit four three athletes in a Julio Jones case at six foot four. And you say like, oh, Julio Jones is 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 one guy, but like you look around the NFL and you have the Mike Evans of the world and those different then those same stylistic approaches where they are if you if they get even with you, you're not gonna be able to stay in phase with them because they are that physically gifted and that athletic. So it's not a situation where like you can really project him and say, like, oh, he'll be fine, just throw him into the boundary. That's not how that works anymore. Guys need to be fluid movers, they need to have oily hips, they need to be able to open up and run. He's not that guy. What he is is he's going to have to be a scrapper. He's going to have to be an end-of-the-roster type of player if he does make a roster. And he's going to have to, like you said, and like I said before, he's going to have to be a special teams contributor because that's really the only way that he's going to make a living as a depth piece. Coming up, we are going to talk about women's basketball, providing you with an update on the season. Now that we've got a little bit more time on our hands, we can actually talk about some other programs uh, that are not just the football program. It also helps that the basketball program continually has canceled games that obviously (laughs) opens up our schedule a little bit um before we get to that though ryan would you mind sharing a message with our listeners about rock auto if you uh if you all have been in in the the search for parts at times you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers On the other hand, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to show to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's to whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on their their how-did-you-hear-about-us section so that they know that we were the ones that sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Folks, if you haven't done so already, go hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. And please, 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 please leave us a positive review. We would really appreciate some feedback uh, in the five-star review definitely helps us out also if you're looking for something else to tune into after this show head on over to locked on college uh sorry college football locked on college football for anything you need to know about the college football landscape especially the national championship coming up this weekend so we're going to wrap up today's show talking about the women's basketball team here at notre dame and they're actually off to a pretty good start they're doing better than the men's team right now five and four two of their upcoming games 
after this weekend, Pitt and Syracuse, they were postponed. Not surprising during COVID. Uh, additionally, they're on a two-game winning streak. After beating Miami and Georgia Tech, they're also expected to play tonight on Thursday at 8 p.m. against BC. That is on the ACC network if you're interested in checking that out. Overall, though, Ryan, you really see from this this women's basketball team, they're doing pretty good right now. And they're in the middle of their ACC play. So like they're doing really, really strong considering the circumstance. Not really a lot of cancellations on the schedule. They started the season a little bit slow, which is not surprising with a new head coach. I think that they're in a really, really good position right now to finish the season strong, especially because they have a big-name player, uh, Matty Westbelt, who's playing really well right now. 16.2 uh, points per game and 7.2 rebounds. Yeah, we talked a lot about, you know, before the season started, the the transition from Coach McGraw to Coach Ivy, Coach Ivy being, of course, a former player. And, you know, it got off to a little bit of a slow start, like you said, but it's really showing over the last couple games that they're just getting more and more comfortable. And you mentioned Matty Westbell, who's been very good, you know, those 16 points a game, seven rebounds. What I've been really impressed on as a team, they're shooting very well from three-pointers so far. They're up almost to 40%, and they have – you know, it's kind of a collective effort they're across the board. They're very solid. And the the reason that you get really excited about the potential is the groove that they're hitting. They're hitting three-pointers, and that's kind of how the game has really evolved over the years. Is it's a much more outside-oriented attack, both on the men's side of things, on the women's side of things, on the college and professional levels. It's really becoming an outside-oriented league where you're really – focusing on mid-range to three-point. like That is where the, a lot of points are coming from now. And even more exciting, besides for the positives, is there's a couple areas where they can improve on and be a, an even better basketball team. Out, they, they're, Right now, they're on average getting out-rebounded by three per game, but it's been getting better over the last couple games, which gives you hope and optimism that that's going to get better. Their th- free throw percentage early on in the season was not great, but now they're getting close to seventy percent. So there's a couple things that they haven't, they weren't doing that well in the in the beginning of the season, that they're really starting to improve on. And then when you add that into what they're already doing well, I think that this team can be a threat here. They they are again in that transitional period. They're a little bit of a younger team, but you're seeing the growth right before our eyes under Coach Ivy. That really does have you optimistic for what they can accomplish for the rest of the season. Right, that's the key thing is growth. You're you're seeing a team who it took them a little bit of time to get going. It's not going to be an easy, immediate hit the ground running, especially when you had it down your last year. You also have some younger players coming in. You had younger players last year that are starting to develop into um, new, uh, you know, new roles here. And now we're starting to see that. And the big big thing for me though, you have what has been really helpful for this Notre Dame team is having like a key important player that has really stood out and be been the key contributor and, and the focal point for the offense. And I think Westbeld right now has proven that she is fully capable of taking over that role, being a high impact player and going forward, you, you're not going to have two games coming up unless you can rotate something in, but this BC game, continue that winning streak, continue the momentum. I don't think it is unrealistic for this Notre Dame team to finish as one of the top seeds when the ACC tournament comes around because they're hitting the ground running when they need to. When you get to that January time is when you need your most momentum. It's it's nice if you start the season undefeated, and it was nice when they used to do that. <laughs> but right now, you're trying to shift the focus. You're trying to shift 
the moment the momentum of this program back to what it used to be and it's going to take some time if you finish i think if you finish the season with eight losses or maybe 10 losses there's nothing wrong with that that is a step forward in the right direction for a team that has consistently been very very good except for last year yeah and i think the one thing that i even failed to mention right because we talked about them being a younger team and and the growth that they're showing maddie westbell is a freshman Right, And there's a lot of younger players that are really contributing to this team. Only two seniors on the roster in general. So that has you excited, not only for what could be the stretch of this season, but hey, check out Notre Dame women's basketball in 2022. How good that they could potentially be with another year under their belt with Maddie Westbeld and the rest of the group. We talked a bunch about Sam Brunel before the season. She hasn't gotten off to the hottest of starts. So like, if she starts getting into her groove and Maddie and, and all these younger players... I really think that this is a good core, and not just a good core for to continue to grow through this season, because that's obvious. There are freshmen and a lot of young players playing. Like they're going to be good through and getting better throughout the season. But what has you really excited is what Ivy Coach Ivy's building in this or in this team, in this organization with these young players. And I'm just excited to see not only what happens for the rest of the season, but hey, what does 2022 bring? What when when these when these ladies are juniors and seniors, how good is this team going to be? All right, folks, that is going to be it from us on today's episode. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Uh, We are going to be coming back at you tomorrow, and we're actually going to do an update on the hockey team like we did today with the women's basketball team. We're going to try and do that uh, as a weekly occurrence as much as possible. Follow us on social media at Jody Leon, at Rise and Draft, and at Locked on Irish to stay up to date on all of our content. Additionally, subscribe, give us a review. We would really appreciate it. Lastly, you need something to listen to, head on over to Locked On College Football. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks.